Show. Where smart is the new sexy. And now, April Hunter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely unequivocally excited. Is that a good word? Yeah, excited, but also curious. Hmm. What am I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the A Show. I'm joined by my co-host, the beautiful and gorgeous and sexy and intelligent and just absolutely over, April. April, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to have Tony Arterburn on today. This is a big deal. Thank you for joining us. Hold on, hold on. We got to introduce the other co-host, and then I'm I'm going to give Tony his. All right, I'm going to give Tony his his total. Yeah, I know. I know. You have a hell of a voice. Go. You do it. Do it. Do it right. And ladies and gentlemen, joining us also is the former co-host, or still kind of co-host every once in a while, the ridiculously random podcast with me. My good friend Colin Weisson. Colin, what's going on? And uh, wh- where are you? Are you in prison right now? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm sorry, somebody just tried to call me, so I'm I'm, I'm recording this from my phone, so I may get interrupted. But uh, it's great to have me. Uh, it's great to be here today. Thank you for having me back uh-huh. um, as former producer and co-host of the show. I've actually got some uh, some great questions for Tony today. I'm kind of excited to to ask him some some things that I've been seeing and hearing uh, in the last like four or five days of everything that's been going on. So it's uh, it's really great to have Tony on the show and uh, great to be here. I'm all right. And, and yeah. listen, for all you listening on, on audio only, you're like, who is this Tony? Ladies and gentlemen. Now, I had to really think about this because I said, what, you know, every guest we have has some type of intro theme. So, Tony, I don't know if you know this guy, but I figured we'd use this. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wait till it hits the gimmick, brother. (laughs) He is a former paratrooper, world champion powerlifter. Ladies and gentlemen, he ran for Congress, host of Afterburn Radio Transmission and America Unplugged, formerly of InfoWars. He is a historian, owner of Wise Wolf gold and silver exchange and, co- and occasionally uh he's the host of the david knight show ladies and gentlemen it is the one the only what you're gonna do brother when tony arterburn runs wild on you dude let's give a wild you know let's round of applause ladies and gentlemen tony arterburn he is here <laughs> oh yeah brother that's really good uh say your prayers and take your vitamins kids um, there you go that's a- <laughs> It's a, great, it's a great intro. It's, it's <laughs> nice to be associated with uh, Mr. Hogan. Are you really? No, I said I'm glad. I was proud to be associated. You, you associated me. You put me. Together. I mean, I, my intro now forever. I may have to start playing that on my own show. Let me tell you something, brother. I mean, I've heard things about you and your your legendary power, your strength. You know, um, uh, just just uh, before we do anything, is it possible for you to bend like uh, one of those frying pan things real quick? I've bent every one in my house already. Um, I'd have to I could unbend one. You may go get one to unbend. I can. No, no, that. it's fine. It, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> April, it's all yours. No. OK, so today's show, we're going to talk about the uh, the war that's going on. And because I don't think, well, I'm definitely not an expert in this field. And I feel like um I feel like we're not entitled to our opinion. I feel like we're entitled to our educated opinion. And this is not something that I'm educated enough about to speak on. So I'm really, really happy that you're here because not only do I, I would I like to know a lot 
about what you know, but I think there's a lot of people who are kind of where I'm at as far as not knowing what's what's going on, not knowing what's real, not knowing um, the media, shall we say, the media tends to put out some things and not other things. No. Um, <laughs> and I would say that misinformation usually is missing information. So it would be really super great um, if you kind of fill us in a little bit on what's going on. Yeah, jump well, in, Tony. I'd be happy to. I mean, I, I wouldn't consider myself any kind of expert on geopolitics, but my background and my love of history, uh, it lets me uh, know enough to be dangerous to go on enough uh, shows and talk about it. So I, I'll I'll preface my opinion with, you know, I've had real life experience. I fought in three foreign wars as a U.S. Army paratrooper and military policeman. Thank um, you, sir. My, my unit was part of the first army company on the ground in Kandahar, Afghanistan, uh, after 9-11, I was part of the tail end of the invasion of Iraq. Um, I came home as a combat veteran. And over the years, if you've um, watched some of my shows or listen to my podcast, you know the story where I, I'm very much anti-war. Um, mm -hmm. Much like Smedley Butler, who was the most highly decorated Marine general up until he died in the 1940s. Um, he, was, he, cut, he wrote a book called War is a Racket. And it very much is. And so, you know, the first casualty of, of war is the truth. So I'd like anything that we're going to talk about tonight, folks, I'd like to say that I don't have a dog in the fight. Mm -hmm. um, my hope is with the people in general, human beings trying to live their lives, raise their families, live in peace and prosperity. I think that that should be in, uh, a human right. Most of the times we're taken to war by bankers. We're taken to war by politicians. <clears throat> sociopathic people, uh, if you want to call them that, <laughs> if they have souls, I don't know. Because um, if, you, if you've seen war up close and you see what it does to a child, you see what it does, you see what a smart bomb does, right? Supposedly smart bombs, we can have limited uh, collateral damage. That's a lie. It's just made it more, uh, um, it's more antiseptic, you know, to people that it's, it's less, the numbers are less. So it's uh, it's not as catastrophic on the, uh, you know, the statistics. So I would say that modern warfare is, uh, is perpetual in many na in much nature. Say, same thing with uh, what we're looking at here with the with the Hamas and, and Israeli conflict. So uh, let's talk about again. I don't have a inch. I'm not pro Israel. I'm not pro Hamas. Right. But I do know some background and some history here. I'm a Christian, and a lot of in the United States, if you if you're a Christian in most churches and in, in what's accepted evangelical and, and Baptist and Southern Baptist and some of these other areas, you find a lot of Christian Zionism, and what that means is it's people that have a, a, a belief that really out front of all of their faith is the promotion of the modern state of Israel. I think that they're mistaken on what that means. So I'm not a I'm not a proponent of Israel, but I'm also not on the other side saying you know, I'm a proponent so much of Hamas or these tactics or anything like that. So let's make that clear. But you have to understand the history of of Israel to get to where you are now. And this goes back to the end of the 19th century. You started to see the uh, beginnings of the political Zionism uh, in many circles where the idea of a creation of a homeland for the Jewish people, especially of Europe, 
um, could be created out of what was then called Palestine. It was controlled by the, uh, the Turks, the Ottoman Turks. Um, uh, of course, Turkey fell on the side of, of Germany in World War One, and uh, they was because they still control that territory. And there was a famous um, declaration by Lord Balfour, sponsored actually was a letter to Lord Rothschild in 1917, I believe, uh, for for this declaration to take place that the British government recognized uh, Palestine once they were able to occupy it would eventually become a Jewish homeland. Um, and that was, you know, again, you can go into some, some dark history, some deep history there. Uh, a lot of people believe there was a quid pro quo from the Rothschilds uh, agents and people that control the, the Woodrow Wilson administration um, of the United States leading up into World War One, that they were able to get Wilson into the war. That was the quid pro quo. Uh, Lord Balfour told Lord, Lord Rothschild, we'll have this declaration if you get America into the war. Can I prove that? I can't. But you can see the inner workings of getting the behind the scenes to create the, the state of Israel. This is coming from large banking houses. Hmm. Uh, this is especially the, the Rothschilds are really heavy in the, the beginnings of the modern state of Israel. And, you know, my friend James Perloff, who wrote the book, uh, Truth is a Lonely Warrior, probably one of the most um, knowledgeable scholars on this. I've had him on my show and he's like, hey, this the modern state of Israel is not God's plan. This is a Rothschild's invention. And he's a Christian and he's half Jewish. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, we, we this isn't a anti-Zionist thing. I'm just giving you some information. Mm -hmm. So you have, you know, the end of World War Two. Um, there still wasn't the, the British had occupied that territory since the the. Uh, they defeated the, you know, Germany in World War I after the Treaty of Versailles. So there was a, uh, a clamoring to put together that state finally. And this is something that not a lot of people like to talk about, but the beginning of the modern state of Israel began with terrorism. It did. They used terroristic tactics. They blew up hotels with British soldiers in them, car bombs, assassinations. They used the weapon of the week they used terror to create a matter of fact the palestinian palestinian liberation organization the plo used they follow the same tactics that the early zionists used and this is just history it gets whitewashed and it gets buried in um memory hold and modern news because there's so much at stake here you know there's so much propaganda and i would say whenever you have a, a major event like this the first thing i think when somebody's attacked because I know about the history of surprise attacks, you know, like were we surprised on Sept uh, on uh, December seventh, nineteen forty one? No, FDR knew about Pearl Harbor in advance. And this is just basic history. So you know, when they want to rush to war, you always want to pull back and say, okay, all about security, but rushing to war is never the answer. There needs to be there needs to be understanding how it was allowed to happen, and we can get into that. You know, because I, I have questions, you know, and, and there's there's stories everywhere. I mean, the Egyptian intelligence was tipping them off and called Netanyahu days before, week before the attack. So there's there's that, you know, there's the. There's yeah, the that's actually one of my of, questions, the potential okay, let it happen or light hop event. Yeah, it's a Lee. Hop, but we don't know. And that's why we get we, everybody has to be careful that, you know, cooler heads need to prevail when you're talking about pe human lives are at stake here.
mm-hmm. and a possible spillover into a world war because nobody fights big wars anymore through nation states. They fight through proxies and, and, and terrorist organizations and whatever, whatever they, they fight asymmetrical war. And that's dangerous because it can lead to bigger conflict, which I believe is probably behind this. There's some kind of need, you know, uh, Bono, who benefits, who benefits. Mm-hmm. So, ben- so like, you know, going back Call to more history, we have the creation of the modern state of Israel. Uh, Harry Truman officially recognized them in, in 1947, at the end of 1947, going into 48, because he was in an election year. Um, he had a lot of pressure to do that. Uh, and you have the, the modern nation state of Israel. A lot of people were against it. They said it's going to drive a, a wedge between Iran and the West. It certainly did. Iran fell into the column of the what was then the Soviet Union and now Russia. Uh, Russia is very much hand-in-hand, uh, hand-in-glove hand with uh, with Iran. Um, you know, our influence in the Middle East, and this is a, this is a long story, but, you know, you, I, I remember being in, in Iraq and, and kind of thinking about all the things that, that threaten Israel. It's not really terrorism that threatens Israel so much as it is nation states. Mm. You go back to the 1967 war uh, that they had, um, they were almost defeated by, you know, Egypt, Syria, Jordan, you know, uh, Lebanon. These were, these were nation states that were threatening uh, Israel. Same thing 50 years ago to the day of this attack was the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Uh, they were almost taken out. And it was Richard Nixon. They called a, a <laughs> Richard Nixon just happened to be on his last leg as a president, and uh, they pissed him off. They was, uh, I'm, can I just ask really quickly? They were saying that this was some type, some sort of retaliation for that war 50 years ago. It's possible. I mean, people, we don't realize people uh, have long memories in these other parts of the world. I mean, we as Americans are, you know, they, we have goldfish memories. <laughs> not many. It's, it's, it's not, it's not cool to know things here. It's not cool to know history. You know, you're not really put up on a pedestal or thought smart, but I, I learned this as a young man going into Kosovo uh, and find, talking to these old Serbian farmers. You know, we, we took Kosovo away from the Serbs. We bombed Serbia for 78 days. I didn't know this history. I'm showing up as a U.S. troop trying to secure the border. We, By the way, we secure borders everywhere else but our, but our own country. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember that, that being, being in Kosovo as a young soldier. I was, you know, 19, 20 years old. And... Um, you know, you talk to these old farmers and they'd be like, why are you, why'd you turn your back on us? We fought with you in World War II. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't know that. And they, they remembered, you know, they're, why would you turn your back on us? So there's all these things that we don't know that lead up to these conflicts, but the media is like, Hey, there was just this attack out of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Um, suddenly, 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 you know, it's kind of like, 9/11. There's, there's like nine 11. There's like all of a sudden these people found a copy of the constitution in a cave and went berserk. They couldn't, couldn't stand it. They couldn't, they had to fly planes in the buildings to stop our freedom. And that's so stupid. You know, you look at what's happening here. You need to rewind it, take a breath, think about things for more than a minute. You know, don't let the commentators, the bloodthirsty Fox news or MSNBC or any of these psychopaths lead you to war because they love it. It's good for ratings. It it bleeds, it leads, it bleeds, it leads. So I can't pretend to to know all the motivations behind Hamas. I mean, Hamas, I mean, recently, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter was in 
Palestine area, the oh, the Gaza Strip and Israel promoting his book, you know, uh, Peace Not Apartheid. Like he was using those words. This is not that long ago, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, Jimmy Carter caught a lot of flack for that because he was saying, look, we don't, we need a unification here, figure out how to have, you know, these two things meet politically. But, you know, the, it, the modern state of Israel, you had a lot of people that were displaced and that's where you get the Gaza Strip. And again, I'm, I'm painting this with a broad brush, but you had a lot of people that were displaced by that creation of that mo the modern nation state of Israel. And those people became what you want to, you call them Palestinians because that land was, was formerly known as Palestine. A lot of people will get mad at me and say there never was such a place. Again, I'm not taking a side. I'm not an anti-Zionist per se. I'm not, I'm not pro-Palestinian. Uh, I'm skeptical of nation states um, clamoring for war, taking us to war, and people not understanding the background here. And Hamas can, can is a fifth. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to jump in. The reason why I wanted to have you on, and this this all happened organically, just so you have a full understanding, Tony. Um, I had posted something after I saw that um, there was an attack on, on Israel, right? And I posted something pro-israel again i'm also my father was a was a was a christian a christian pastor and i was raised in in uh you know as a christian long story short i was attacked for picking a side <laughs> and my thought process in april you understand and i'm sure colin understands it wasn't a thing of me picking a side it was it was me mourning those people that got hurt and I'll be honest with you. If the same thing happened to Palestine, if the same thing happened to Russia, I mean, there, there, there are plenty of there, there are many, many people out there that are absolutely innocent pawns in this whole disgusting war for money, possibly. And um, I just wanted you to understand why. And I said, Billy Ray, I threw this, this is a signal. It's like a bat signal, but it has a picture of Billy Ray's face. It went out to the Bronx in New York. <laughs> and Billy Ray says, I know the guy to bring on this show. <laughs> and then this is how we we got hooked up. So just understand that now I have your phone number. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be calling you or texting. I'll add to that. No, I I deliberately did not want to take any sides because I don't know the whole story, and I know enough now that the whole story is usually hidden from us. Um, but what struck me was the suddenly aspect of it and how severe it was. And I don't believe in suddenly. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Kabbalist. Mm. So there's no such sure. thing as suddenly. There's no sudden heart attacks. There's things that were done leading up to heart attacks. There's no, <clears throat> sorry. There's no, there's no sudden attacks. There's things that lead up to it. So there's nobody suddenly getting famous. They worked for it. So sure. when I see sudden, I think to myself and I see how severe these attacks were. And I'm like, I wanted to know what, triggered this what might have caused this where did it come from so like i said i don't know the whole story but i'm sure that this didn't happen for no reason so then i started looking into the timeline of all these terrorist attacks that seem to have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth um for quite a while for whatever reason like i said i don't have i don't know enough but it it seems like everybody jumped on one side or the other and had a knee-jerk reaction mm -hmm. based on whatever the media was feeding them. Right. With We're whatever, primed for that. 
We're already yes. primed with, to take, so we're already, the divide's already there. Right, with whatever slant is given, and I just didn't want to do that. I, all, I, all I said is, you know, we're, we're reacting, and this has been going on for a very long time, and we don't know the whole story. <laughs> And, to and Tony, really quickly, Colin's been very quietly sitting there, so patient. Yes. Because I know he he really wants to interact with you. So, Colin, um, please don't freeze. Okay, there he is. Do you have anything you wanted to to just kind of uh, ask Tony before he continues to kind of break things down for us? Oh, no. So, so I'm not looking at this as kind of this war and everything. I'm looking at it as, as what propaganda and type of stuff that they're throwing out there to the media, right? I don't know if all of you one – of, one of my questions are, have y'all seen the – videos about the young girl at the rave whose yes. body was paraded around in the back of the truck yeah. um this Drum is girl. quite yes now when the first time i saw the tweet right now i feel like we're programmed for these types of things first time i saw the tweet about the mom posting that no she's not an israeli citizen she's my daughter and she's a german nationalist oh my god can we find her right then all of a sudden next you see is the girl being paraded around is that same girl I don't know if you guys have heard, but recently the mom has come out within a day or two and said, no, I'm getting notes that my daughter's alive. She's alive. She just has some kind of severe head trauma and, and she's possibly alive. So now it's like, what is it? You know, they throw these things out in the first 24 to 48 hours. Uh, that's something I want to pay attention to and kind of alert to everyone that's going on. But um, also a technical side of this, Tony, uh, you being a former paratrooper, um, these guys, how how is it? that they evaded one of the most secure states in the world <laughs> yeah. with paratroopers just coming in paragliders yeah. paragliders because i saw videos too of guys on coming like mario slow, Kart the way, with right? the big fans on the back mm -hmm. of them just kind of flying in landing down and how does one in the most secure state with with this iron dome that they have how do fired. they get through in this area as a paratrooper well colin colin really quickly how did the chinese balloon fly over the united states for like a month <laughs> well that's 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 yeah hey just anyway uh, they're not these guys I... didn't get there on balloons i guarantee it though no no kidding what's up tony well i go back to something that fdr said uh, he said if, if something happens in politics you can bet it was planned mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> this has been planned you don't if you're Mossad, you don't miss this i'm sorry you don't there's no way they didn't know so, somebody knew something in advance now whether or not they can put together the apparatus to defend it. I don't know. And again, I'm not casting blame or saying anything. I'm just saying there's something wrong with this whole deal. You got, you got innocent people on the line on both sides and there's mm -hmm. major propaganda going on, mm -hmm. but coming from what I've seen as, as a young man, uh, I caution people about the rush to war. You always hear this leading up to war. Our boys will be home by Christmas. Oh, Bullshit. Boy. Yeah. No, they will two, not. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. All that's it's propaganda of the right. highest order. And that's what you get with these people. They All push the it. We can't wait. No time to negotiate. We have to send in the bulldozers. We have to lock it down. We have to pull the electric and pull the water. And again, there this is there's something wrong with the picture. You got this this mass amount of casualties. But if you step back for a minute, you start seeing the big picture, which is the geopolitical picture. And that's these proxy wars through nation states. You know, you have uh, like 
the proxy war against Yemen that Saudi Arabia is running and we help, right? We help Saudi fight the, the Yemenis through uh, our, using our weapons uh, because they're a proxy to Iran, right? This is a, this is a war. This is a war on energy. This is a war of who controls the supply of things. The Strait of Hormuz, like this isn't Fox news. We're, we're going to actually talk to you about the big, not just give you a boom and this happened and look at these terrible images. You have to step back and think, okay, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And again, who benefits? You know, you have to, it's really strange. Like I remember when I first started my radio career it was in 2013 and uh, I caught a lot of flack because I was talking about Assad in Syria. Um, and it was so, it was so damning. The radio station I was on, every single conservative host who's, by the way, went on to have syndication. And because of the stances I've taken, which I'm proud to do, I didn't get those things because I said, well, this is something we need to be skeptical of, this rush to war, because supposedly Assad had gassed his own people or, you know, he, he released chemical weapons. Later shown complete false flag. I mean, the white hats that were there sponsored by the West and then the Five Eyes and the intelligence networks uh, had done had had their hand in that. But I had on my show, I had three combat veterans and my captain from Afghanistan on the show. All of us said it was a false flag. We followed all these different shows. So I've been doing this a while, you know, saying there's no there's no way uh, tactically. How does this benefit you? And you got to wonder, like Hamas, like what what's the what's the end game here? Is it just to, is it just violence? Is it just the weapon of the week? You know, because terrorism is the weapon of the week. You have no, mm-hmm. you can't deal, you have no heft. There's no geopolitical pressure. There's no leverage. You kill people. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's that's history. That's what's always happened. Insurgencies, sometimes they're called freedom fighters. Sometimes they're called terrorists. Sometimes it depends on what your perspective is. Now, if you're taking people, I don't care, you know, if you're the United States government and you are invading a country that never attacked you, didn't want war with you, to strip it of weapons it didn't have, that's terroristic. Mm-hmm. It is. And I took part in that. I don't mm-hmm. know what that makes me. Um, but I was there. I mean, I, I was in part of some of these wars. I, don't, I, I think when you, when you have an unjust war and I look at what's happening with Hamas, you see some of these images and you go, these people are bloodthirsty murderers. And I get it. Like you're going to be able, they're going to, we're get, they got propaganda for years now. Like you've just handed Hamas just handed the world media, all the ammunition it needs for them to be illegitimate, terroristic thugs, killers, murder. They, they did. Yeah. And there's, but there's a history leading up to all this. So again, war is a racket. So I don't so, know. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Well, war's a racket. I mean that's 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 a great way. To, well, you know, I, so I actually have a, a point to play off of what Tony was saying with the propaganda aspect of things. You know, what is the end game of all this, Tony? <laughs> right. So, so what what could be one of the scenarios of the end game? Think about the boogeyman that they always present on TV. Now I go back in history to 2010 when supposedly North Korea did the the hack on Sony. They were showing pictures of Kim Jong Un in front of 1970s still like. Computers that you saw in Dr. Strangelove, literally, like I feel like Peter Sellers was going to slide right into view, just mm. like hit some keys on the thing. Right. Then you still see the terrorists that they were showing during a lot of the 2000 stuff. These guys were still driving 1980s Toyotas. 
and carrying mm-hmm. RPGs that look like they're from the 70s and hold 80s. On, hold on, Colin. Now, 1980 now, well, Toyotas are very good cars. Mm-hmm. They are very good cars. Yes, yes, but I have a, I had a, I drive a Toyota. I had a 2001 Honda Civic that I, Honda CRV that I put almost 400,000 miles on. They can upgrade their cars nowadays, right? So, with that being said, now the terrorists. Now you're seeing these pictures. Ever since Afghanistan, where we left all those weapons, Fast and Furious, where we just let weapons disappear. Now the terrorists have M14s. Now they have M16s. Now they're driving armored cars and new vehicles and things. They they're an upgraded boogeyman weapon wise and i think that's also been something that's played into a lot of what we're seeing nowadays and things that have led up to this um of course it is i'll, I'll go back to enjoying my tnh barbecue hey, cheese here while i while i get your answer there uh, that tony, is, but how that do you is, feel about that but before tony um you answer that question um april you wanted to say something really quickly yeah i basically just wanted to piggyback off of what you guys are saying so just a few things right in there so my friend who is jewish said that if Palestine would just put their weapons down, there would be peace. Yeah. And if Israel put their weapons down, it would cease to exist. So with that said, false flag situations have real victims. We know that. And a lot of theories out there today are saying that this is their version of 9-11. Do you feel that that could be an assessment sure because uh we, if you know anything about 9 11 the same thing with pearl harbor mm-hmm. i mean what kind you're telling me like we just did an event a free world nyc i spoke there it was very proudly an event we held on just looking into 9 11 you know and, and carrying the torch of 9 11 truth which i'm happy to be a truther that was a great conference by the way and i heard the gentleman that that made the logo for you guys was extremely handsome <laughs> I heard, I, I heard I, that. I wish I'd been able to make that. I was invited, so it sounded like it was amazing. next year. Yeah. Next year. Uh, yes. Honestly, April, it was an honor for my first time going to the grounds of nine eleven to have been there with Tony, Billy Ray Valentine, and and Charlie Robinson that night. As Tony's first time being there as well, it was it was pretty yeah. amazing. Oh, it was your first time? Yes. Oh man. Yeah, I was. Yeah. It, you know, and I went back on the actual anniversary, and I had a, I had a physical reaction to it, just emotional reaction. I mean, a lot of my life is turned upside down and altered in ways that I can't even, you know, my son wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that. I met his mother, you know, serving in, in Afghanistan. That's when I, you know, so there's, there's so much in my life that is different because of that. And, um, I, I give, I, I'm happy to research it, you know, and look deep into it. And so that's another example of, Nobody knew, right? Mm. Uh, again, this there's a there's a lot to unpack here, and we we don't know enough yet. We will. There'll be some people do some great journalism. We'll have the hindsight of time and things that unravel. Um, so we don't know. That's why we always need to put the brakes on. Mm. It, it, there's no way. See, Hamas can't destroy Israel. Israel has 300 nuclear weapons, a first-rate air force, a first-rate army. They are a they are a powerful, powerful nation state. Very financial. Uh, their, their financial strength is pretty much, I mean, pound for pound, it's unparalleled. I I read one time that Israeli-backed companies own about 75 percent of the Nasdaq. Mm-hmm. So they're don't not. They have, and we, they give them, we give them billion, billions a year. Go ahead, April. 
No, I was just going to say, don't they have mandatory military service for at least a year or two with every single citizen? That sounds right. I know that they yeah. and they have people yeah. that you know they have to carry weapons. There's it's a very yeah. military. They've armed their children. So even right? even sure. the, even yeah, the citizens even the citizens can kick your ass. Yeah, I That's think like I said, they, they said that they have actually armed their children in schools too because that it has cut down. Unlike us, where they try and they're trying to ban guns, mm -hmm. they've taken the opposite tack, like uh, you know Switzerland or other other places. And they and there's a lot there's a lot with Israel done. Like you could do a show on that to unpack on on how they view that. the freedom of the individual, freedom of religion, very different than what we would understand. Um, and I I don't know enough to to really have an opinion there, other than. I'm an American and I hear a lot of my fellow Americans are very, because of their, their Christian Zionism are very much pro Israel to forgive Israel of everything. But I have questions like the USS Liberty in 1967. I have questions. A lot of people do. The people that are on that boat do. If anybody knows that history, you should look into it. There was a, this a very odd thing that happened in 1967 when Lyndon Johnson was president. And again, the 67 war, um, and again, there's just there's a lot of history. My friend James Perloff has written about the USS Liberty. You should look at, at his writings and his research on that. You know, he had, uh, I think about, was it 38 sailors that were killed uh, by Israeli aircraft on a U.S. boat, the USS Liberty. It was, a, it was our ship. It was in uh, international waters and it was hit uh, by unmarked aircraft. Um, and I, there's a lot of people that speculate that they were trying to show that, it, uh, make it look like it was Egypt. So we would get into the war. Maybe Lyndon Johnson had his own hand in that. So there's some, there's mysterious things about the USS Liberty, and uh, you know, and, and Israel also had, it sells uh, weapons technology to the to the Chinese that they got from us. They have 300 nuclear weapons. That's not authorized. They got the uranium from us from us, um, and that was one of the things that JFK hit the roof about. JFK pissed off just about everybody, including the Israelis. He pissed <laughs> off the he pissed off the Israelis because they wanted the bomb, and he and he was against nuclear proliferation. So there's a, there's so much here geopolitically, and you got to look at the okay. So Hamas is what Hamas is the political wing, or the uh, you know of the PLO, and uh, who are they? Well, they they tracks back to you know there's Hezbollah, there's Hamas, and that tracks back to. Uh, Iran, which is the Shia the factions, basically the, the Iran is Persian, which is Shia, uh, Shia Muslim. And then, you know, then you have the Sunni, Sunni. Muslims, which are basically your um, Iraq, Iraq, a big portion of Iraq south of uh, the Euphrates. And then you've got uh, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, which is Sunni. Um, then you go back to Syria's Shia. It's a mixture. So there's there's a lot here. And you got to look, see what threatens Israel, in my opinion, is not really terrorism because they have the Iron Dome. They built the wall, all that stuff, the stuff we can't do. Um, they built this. Well, they, they cut down suicide bombs <laughs> almost to zero. And that's the one thing you know, in, in our country. That's how I always call BS on our war on terror. Uh, it's not real because if it was real, we'd have a border. And they our elites don't care. They actually I think our elites invite this kind of stuff because it puts us on a war footing. And then you can have people like me locked up. Like, oh, that's a dissident. He doesn't care. He does. He's he's, he's part of. The, he's uh, giving um, aid and and a, and a comfort to the evildoers or whatever. Because uh, that's what happens when you get into war fever. Like we have to go to war. Watch the Twitter feeds. It's really disgusting. 
-hmm. And because I'm, I'm talking about both sides. It gets people that are. They get worked know, up. Worked up. Like, look at this. Well, you've. They yeah. deserve Israel deserved this because it's been punishing the Palestinians yeah. and for, right. for decades. Yeah. Tony, we've uh, the energy. we've the talked about energy this on too. the show before. Yeah, yeah, they get that. They want that emotional they reaction. Want the like emotion. They do it with the Black Lives Matter. They do yeah. it with all that. They yeah. want you to get that first emotional they reaction. So you, you react on emotion yep. and not logic. All right, yep. divide and conquer. It's the yep. favorite thing that the elites do. They I don't have emotions like you and I. No, they don't really have good. that. They don't have the same. You got to understand the ro the world is controlled by sociopathic narcissists, yeah, psychopaths, Tony, and then people Tony. fall for this two party bullshit. It doesn't exist. Yeah. That doesn't it does take you exist. anywhere. No, they just want no. you divided because God forbid we unite, because all the good things that have ever happened in America happened when people got together and united. Why do you think they want to keep us separate and fighting over gender and race and? All of it, just they and they want to isolate us in our houses, and they just want to keep everybody away from other people all the time. This this takes me to this question, and it's a question, a statement. I was in a I was in a group chat with two of my close friends, and um, my thought process is this, Tony, and I'm going to ask you about this. My biggest fear as an American citizen is the border. I'll explain to you why. Do you not find it weird or find it? unfunny how now we have tons and tons of legal immigrants who we do not know who the hell they are coming into this country what are the chances that uh this was uh planned number one uh to have multiple uh, members of hamas enter the united states and spread out throughout the united states to plan something you know in certain the four corners let's put it the four corners of the country and just have one one day, just one mass boom. I'm not saying boom, a bomb. I'm just saying like one mass attack in individual parts of the country. Number one, number two. Um, am I wrong for for being absolutely terrified that we have illegals pouring into this country, not knowing whether they're working with Hamas, working with China, working with you know we we have no idea who they are. This is my fear. Now, with that being said. I have to be clear. There are certain people. I'm sure there is a percentage of those people who are genuinely wanting to make a better life for themselves. I actually have talked to them, Tony. I, I live in New York City. I work in a residential building. I, I see these people collecting bottles to live, coming from another country, collecting bottles to live and yes. deposit them for cash. These people that I've spoke to, they have no other option. They had no other choice but to come here. I get that. But, Tony, my fear as an American here is that I feel that something big is going to happen. Your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like you feel. And as a matter of fact, um, I, I, my heart breaks for those people because we should have a system where they should be allowed to get here legally in a way that they can work and contribute. I agree with that. Well, the problem is the immigration has been so large and so out of proportion for so long that we also we need a moratorium. We can't do anymore. It's been too it's been too far gone. It's nowhere in the American character that we've done this mass immigration like this. We've done waves in the past, but it never reached these kind of numbers. You're talking about a million a year legally, mostly from the third world and untold millions that come over the decades uh, illegally. We don't even know that I'm number. Sorry. Tony, I left a, a very important part. And do you find it also? I'm sorry, I have to get this in. I only I know we only have you for like 20 more minutes. Um, 
and they're also trying to take guns away from us. So if that <laughs> if so that bad. internal if that internal invasion comes, that was the part I left that I didn't read in my notes. If that internal invasion does come, how the hell are we going to defend ourselves? Our military has gone. I'm sorry to say, sir, has gone soft. They're On being purpose. described. U.S. Yeah, U.S. They, military they're weakening and feminizing the men. They're demonizing. Let's call cultural. Let's call cultural Marxism. U.S. Yeah. military. U.S. And military. They're, they're taking personnel. feminine power away from women. They're trying to make them yeah. butchy, and and it's so obvious the whole everything that's going on. Oh, it's I, I, so obvious. April, I've seen U.S. military uh, personnel being described as skinny fat. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, I most of them couldn't not. pass the health test. No. I'm twice the age. Can, can I? Twice the age. Can I calm classes. you down though? Oh there, no. There was something. There was something that, that our four. No, no. There was something that our forefathers put in that will help us, and that's the Second Amendment. Well, do you know how many people? In the South alone, probably have enough guns to give everyone in their neighborhood a gun if they need to defend and know probably tactics on how to defend. I, I live in a neighborhood where guns are shot off daily because there's sheriffs that live in my neighborhood. So yeah. I know I know I'm protected pretty well because I know these people around me know how to use it. But I'm in New York. City, but that's brother. that's the thing. Now, now think about it in New York City. No, because the criminals have them. The criminals still get them. Do you think? that the terrorist or any of these guys are going to wind up in the Bronx or Harlem and try to mess around where there oh, might be crypts or blood hanging out. What do you think Florida, the first thing is going to happen? Okay. 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 And, and, and to, to make a point, someone said something about nine 11. One of the only times that this country has seen racial, like total peace was right after nine 11, because guess what? We had a boogeyman. We were all angry at people over in the middle East. We all had one goal and we were all pointed. And up until Barack Obama got in, in it back in office, did did any of that racial uh, kind of peacefulness that we had, it got, all got destroyed. And that was probably by design as well. But I want to ask uh, this question, too, with, well, Tony, with what's going on here. First. No, no, I know. But this will oh. piggyback on your question. Right. As long with them doing that here to scare people with us refilling the Iron Dome, doing a lot of this stuff to help out Ukraine, help out Israel. Do you think China's over there licking their lips, oh. just waiting, staring at Taiwan, just well, being like, hmm. Taiwan, like <laughs> this? Yeah, like they're over there, they're coming like Birdman from behind the tree, just rubbing his hands, ready to just, you know, get their grips on Taiwan because we are a little spread out too thin here. It's a lot. It's a lot to, to mull over, Tony. So yeah, I'm going to shut up and let you talk, sir. Well, everything really almost all of our modern issues track back to us not having a border. Or at least it reveals the problem. Like you look at COVID-1984, uh, how the big tell that it isn't what they say it is, is because we had no border. If it was the deadliest thing ever, and we got to stop travel, and we've got to stop the planes, and don't touch the cash because you're going to die, but then you can just walk across. That's the tell. Yeah. The same thing with the war on terror, which Gore Vidal said would be like a war on dandruff. Right? It's, what, it's, a, it's a tactic. Um, and it's, it's never ending. Which is on purpose. No, no border. Um, yeah, I'll go a little bit scarier on this. I, I think, um, you know, I support some legal immigration. At this, this point, I, I don't know. We've had so much, and I, I, I feel for my heart breaks for people that need to get here and and, and want to work. But my goodness, you know, we're losing the country by design. I call it weapons of mass immigration. We're just destroying uh, any semblance of equilibrium. And this is on purpose, like crashing the border. Really, what it, it's it's supposed to demoralize you to make you think we're some pitiful giant, like we can't 
police ourselves. We can't, we don't have rule of law. The military doesn't know what to do. We don't know what to do. That's all by design to destroy your mind, to make oh, you think everyone, that, that every man is becoming a woman. Right. Well, that's, but that's internal, but see, that'll be flipped. See, because what they're going to, I think, in my opinion, what this is all about with the border is to make you beg for authoritarianism. Beg for it. Please, Mr. Whatever, whatever save affiliation, us. come in and save us, Mr. Dictator, Mr. Whatever, or her, or him. I, I might even be misgendering. It might be, a, I don't know, it might be neutral. I don't know what it's going to be, but they're right. going to, they're going to, people are going to beg for, for, for an authoritarian. And I think, you know, you started, I saw Biden you know, is talking about building the wall and people were oh, on the right was saying, Oh, finally, we're going to build the wall. I'm like, it's to keep you in. Yes. It's not to keep people <laughs> yes. out. See, the, the time Absolutely. to do anything about border security was a long time ago. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, when I ran for Congress, I used to make people like scratch their heads because I'm, this is 10 years ago or 11 years ago. And I'd say, uh, let's bring the troops from, you know, home from South Korea and put them in South Texas. We don't need to be there anymore. What's that? Seventy years ago. What is? What does that even mean? That what's that conflict there? Well, the Cold War is over, you know. And people be like, "Well, what about our role?" I'm like, "You're you're you're watching Fox News. That's the military-industrial complex with mind control. Like, so you need to look at, take a step back, I and mean, we always think about what you're being primed to beg for. You're being primed to beg for authoritarianism, and that terrorism is the fame, the favorite thing of the elites. They like to use it because it's visible. It hits the populace. And uh, again, it's it's for effect. It causes a lot of fear. It's built into the name. It's right there. It's the it's to make you feel terror because then you can be malleable. You can be manipulated, and that's what this is all about. It's a it's a tool. I don't know all of what's happening because no none of us do. Nobody on this panel, almost nobody in this world, knows exactly what happened with the attack on Israel. I I condemn it. There's something to it. Whenever you see an attack. It's not just that thing, especially this this coordinated with 2,000 plus rockets. You're telling me Mossad didn't know about that? Mossad knows. It knows Jeffrey Epstein's client list, right? It knows, but it had, it. I mean, do you do you know about the dancing Israelis that were arrested on 9-11? They're in New Jersey. They Don't forget seven. about the art students. Yeah. The art students in World Trade Center 7, Tony. I know about that too, but I'm just even the, the FBI, you know, there's released their, their camera footage just a couple of years ago. They were in federal prison for 70 days, released back to Israel, went on Israeli television and said, we were just there to document the event. What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. You were there. You were dancing too. You were celebrating. Somebody knew something. This is that I didn't make that up. That's re you can go look for it yourself, audience, if you want to. That's something just I have lots of questions. The always, always dig deeper. There's some other meaning behind an event because a lot of times events are not what they are, they're language, they're communications between powerful nation states and interests, financial interest. I don't have all the pieces to the puzzle, but this isn't about terrorism. This is about reshuffling the grand chessboard. It may be a Hail Mary on some of the part of the power elites. You go back to um, General Wesley Clark. What, you know, he went back when he was Supreme Allied Commander of NATO during our operation in Kosovo when I was a soldier. And then he retired and he came back after 9-11, went to the Pentagon. And they said, hey, General, I got to tell you, they're cooking up this war in Iraq. And he goes, why? He goes, well, they're supposedly we're going to hit seven countries in five years. You can go watch him say this. And he was like, why would they do that? Because they had a new administration full of neoconservatives. These are Trotskyites, people that follow the, the 
revolutionary advice of Leon Trotsky that became that hoodwinked Christian conservatives to think that bloodthirsty democracy wars are part of conservatism and they're not. That's why you see Twitter's full of this kind of it's it's very uh, schizophrenic. It's like we want a small government. We want small, independent you know, nation, but also fight all these wars in the Middle East. And we have to. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You can't be both. You know, this is something, you know, I remember it saying that uh, being anti-war was on the left. I'm like, that's where George Washington was. I mean, being anti-war is not that you don't. Human. I'm not a pacifist. It's human. <laughs> I'm not a pacifist. I mean, I, be, I believe sometimes you have to fight. Sometimes you have to get your hands. This is some. It, this is a brutal world where you have to defend. But being a defend, being a warrior, and being a protector is a lot different than being an aggressor. That is something is totally different. That's or another or, or a real bully. A yeah. real bully. There's you know, there's, you, there's what they call a bully now, and there's a real bully. If you know what I mean. Well, the, the difference real, between a, a warrior and a soldier. A soldier does what they're told to do. A warrior does what's right. Oof. That's a, like, it's the highest like ethic, April. I mean, I, yeah. I I study it. I study the warrior arts, and that's what I I always. I, I don't do know too. if I'm there yet, but I want I aspire to be every day. That's what I want to be, and because yeah, I believe right. in my heart of hearts, to fight the righteous battle and to protect those who can't protect themselves. Um, that's not what this is. There's something when you start talking about massive retaliation and all this. I mean. It, it just really breaks my heart because this is going to spill over into something much wider, which, by the way, is always the plan. You're talking about some an event happening on our shores because somebody got in through the border. You know, would would not the alphabet agencies, the military industrial complex love that? I mean, just another way to lock down, another way to to control information, another way to 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 raise capital you know, and, and push, you know, military contracts and the military industrial complex. There's, there's so much here. The world is not what it seems. I don't have all the information. I don't have the brain power to break it down. I just know I look at the mainstream media. I look at a lot of alternative, I look at conservative talk radio and go, guys, you're not asking the, you're not asking the big questions. You're really just not. Your following is too emotional. You have to step back and, Really ask why are we? How do we get here? Where are we going? Who benefits? I'm gonna jump in real quick. So we have Tony literally for ten minutes. That'll make the hour. Um, Colin, is there any questions that you have, or 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 um, April? I'll I'll stay quiet for this segment. I want you guys to get your stuff in because I want to make sure that we can ask Tony the questions and then have Tony promote some great stuff that he's doing. I do. No, I just I. Yeah, um, I just have one point, April. I know never trust anything that the UN has its hands on, and Israel has the UN has its fingerprints all over Israel. So, all right, that's okay. a good point. All right, yeah. April. Uh, my question is: uh, people, people are worried. You know, they're they're nervous, they're fearful, they're angry, they're hurt, they're seeing um, terrible images, um, they're seeing people celebrate. Um, without understanding everything. And like, again, I'm not taking sides, but it does seem pretty gross. <laughs> um, but, you know, somebody asked what the, the New York city with the PLO, they wrote the WLO, the POC, all these things. How, um, what am I trying to say here? What is your advice for people to try and find peace and not live in fear 
It's a great question. And try to stay, you know, calm their minds and not worry about this is going to end up on their doorstep. That and to understand that a lot of this is manipulation. And while this might lead to something bigger eventually, right now, this, you know, they should not stress so much. Right. Or or maybe they should. Well, like, what is your advice there? And be honest, Tony. We'll be able to, we can take it, brother. <laughs> it's never time to panic. One of my favorite quotes that I, rolls around in my head often, especially in this age where you just really don't know what's up or down, is mm-hmm. something General Douglas MacArthur said. And he, this was a, he was a god of war, if there ever was one. Probably the greatest general since Alexander the Great. And he said, uh, there is no safety on this earth, only opportunity. There's no fortresses. There's no bunker. There's nowhere to hide. You're engaged in this world, in this life. So I would say the best way to, to respond is to work on yourself. Mm. It's to come to terms that you live in this world and there is no safety. Not really. You can share information with people. You can lead by example. It's a spiritual war. It's a war for the mind. You can't win this with weapons. It doesn't work that way. It just gets bigger. And the people that want you to fight those wars, they relish in it. They relish in the violence. So don't take the bait. And I, I, I look at images of people being killed and, and you know people being tortured. It just it makes my blood boil. I get it. You want to hurt those people. You want those put those people away. I get it. But you also got to think about, you know, because we don't see the victims of what nation states do mm-hmm. with like, where's the cameras in Yemen? You know, I was on this America unplugged the other day with Billy Ray Valentine. I said, uh, you could call it a genocide. He goes, no, you can't call it a genocide. I said, okay. Okay. I get the nomenclature. Right. I'm, you know, I get it. He Billy Ray right. is also, he's also very handsome, by the way. I want to throw it out <laughs> he, there. In real, in real life, he's even more handsome. And I hate, right? I hate saying that. Yeah. No, it's he, true, though. I can't go out with the guy because everybody's all women love him. He's I've just, known him since we were <laughs> in our early Push 20s. Push him away with a stick. A I'm just like, thing. Billy, can you leave? You know, I'm here. You know, and uh, <laughs> no, put on a mask, dude. Yeah, I get my, you. my closest friend. And uh, yeah, so no, it's it's really, folks, it's it's a spiritual war. Um, yeah, and Amen. we're, we're in the quickening of things. There's so everything happening all at once is, is going on. And, you know, it's, uh, something, uh, if you listen to the art, big dumb mouth podcast, they always play this clip of Alex Jones say, it's all happening. It's all happening. And it is, it's all happening. And, and the uh, that's okay gay, though. By the way. Yeah. What's that? You mean like and, revelations? And the what? Yeah, the, <laughs> like revelations. It's all happening. That type listen, of thing. Just, just the, what we've talked about in alternative media and conspiracy mm-hmm. research for decades, you know, the, the, the consolidation of power, the new world order, the one world totalitarian socialist yeah. government that's on the horizon. Um, this is what you have to watch out for. But I, I, I really believe that they have overplayed their hand. And we're talking about the controllers here, folks. Yes. Right. They've overplayed their hand. I think they've sped up the timeline in many ways. I think a lot of people are they're awakening. And a lot of people just know that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, if this if this attack had happened 10 years ago, we'd already be doing something. But there isn't that momentum. You know, 9-11, there was this, you know, and there, Toby Keith was writing the songs about how oh, we're going to put a boot up your ass. And I was being deployed and, you know, red, white and blue and, and didn't even understand it. But we're going to go and, you know, and Iraq somehow was on the chopping block. Like, and ooh, and the greatest movie ever made happened. 
Team America, World Police. World Police. I got yeah. home from Iraq and I watched that in the theaters. I have never enjoyed myself so much. I wanted watching. him to use that for your entry music, but they said no. Oh, I would have. Yeah, I, mean, I, I watched <laughs> that in theaters with my first wife, Aaron, and we, we'd both been in Afghanistan together. We laughed. So I, I, it was one of the greatest films because it just looked, it, it's so ridiculous. You know, yep. we're going to bring you some freedom. But we're first. We're gonna blow everything up, you know. Just, yeah. just I mean, uh, it, it, and it, if it wasn't so tragic, you know, um, I mean, because you have to think about all the people. Look at the, the civilians, the people just trying to live their lives, their hand to mouth, trying to feed their family, and then you got these, you know, these politicians and dirty sociopathic types that are just always want war. That's what we got to stand up for, folks. You know, if you want to quit thanking a veteran for his service and start start uh, ending these damn wars, we got to stop this. There's no reason for us to be fighting almost anywhere except except here in our own backyard where we need to protect our own citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We we we've allowed the political process, which is rigged, uh, to weaponize itself against us, the American people, and uh, I, I I don't fear what's happening in the Middle East. I, I fear the acceleration of things that are, that are periphery to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's something that I'm going to, we're going to be talking about in the, hopefully, well, I'll be talking about it on my show Friday and I'm sure we'll talk about it on America Unplugged because this story is, continues to unravel. Also yeah. be, I'll also be advised that apparently there's news coming out uh, that Hamas is now like, all right, dude, um, can we talk a little piece? Um, <laughs> they, they, they have gotten beaten to a pulp and it's just begun i don't genuinely believe that um israel will stop i'm i'm being honest with you i think that this this is my personal belief i think um israel allowed this to happen so that they can wipe these people off the face of the earth and i'm talking about hamas and and show that they have full power and control and 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 leave their stamp on that part of the world um your comments on that and then uh if you can plug and promote anything I i gotta tell you something we could have you on for five hours, which we're not going to. I wanted to be a good host and keep you on for an hour straight. So um, your comments on that, and please uh, promote and pontificate anything you have there, buddy. Well, let's hope that that it doesn't become a scorched earth policy by the Israeli government, um, because that will lead to a wider war. There'll be more sympathy for Hamas, and even with what they've done, um, it'll bleed over into actual um military military uh nation states like iran uh that and again iran is a massive landmass, a very rich oil rich country uh we in the united states have cut off our own oil supply i mean we the biden administration is uh keeping gas prices low or i mean it probably be five dollars a gallon if they didn't uh, sell off the strategic petroleum reserve and just yeah. put it into the system and we're not replenishing it we didn't open up the Keystone Pipe, but we didn't do any of this stuff. I mean, we're this is a plan, folks. Like we're being taken down, and the who benefits? Well, these nation states like Saudi Arabia, Russia, uh, Iran, Venezuela, these places are benefit because they have so much energy. They put their their petroleum out on the market. So this is a this is a bigger play than terrorism or gliders or images on TV. This is a this is a this is a, a a move on the grand chessboard. They're doing something. I don't think it has any, almost nothing to do really with um, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which is really the same people. 
I mean, you know, if you you got to go, you got to look at the history. The the Earth didn't happen yesterday. You know, <laughs> history's long. It's it goes back a long way, and you have to you have to unpack that to to have any uh, sort of real opinion. And I I hope I prefaced all of my opinions with, I don't know everything. I I know enough to to comment. I can give you, and I'm I, I'm not taking a side either. It's a it's a tragedy, all the way around. Um, and unfortunately, we live in this world, and we have to work out these. There's no escape. Tony, before you go, um, again, I would like you to ask you to put over anything I said. I'm using wrestling terms. Uh, please promote anything that you would love to promote. But um, Tony, listen. Billy Ray Valentine, again, is possibly one of the closest friends I have on this earth, my brother. And uh, he thinks incredibly highly of you. Um, I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing him, but he has nothing but great things to say. And um, apparently we find out that Tony does also find Billy Ray uh, extremely handsome. So I'm not yes. the crazy one With here. Sexy voice, right? Um, yeah. His, his, his voice that. is incredible. Um, <laughs> but with all that being said, my friend. Um, yeah, I know, Colin. It's getting hot in here, brother. <laughs> With all that being said, um, listen, I, I have a direct line to you, man. Uh, there, there may be a time or two that we may have to call on you, even if it's for 20, 30 minutes on a certain topic. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is it cool if we have you back, always. man? Always. If I can make time. I mean, I, I'm always happy to, to talk. This is good for my brain. Uh, I have to think sit through some of these things. And I, I used to do a lot more broadcasting, and I've kind of cut it down, winnowed it down to my podcast. I, I have a, a podcast called Paratruther. Because I used to be a paratrooper, uh, and uh, I've got uh, the Arterburn Radio Transmission, which is the same podcast as my old radio show. I do one show a week. Uh, then I'm I'm on America Unplugged on Saturdays uh, with uh, the great Billy Ray Valentine and the legendary Don Jeffries, who wrote Hidden History. Um, and then I have, I mean, I do I do all kinds of other other appearances and uh, media. I sometimes fill in for. For David Knight, and uh, dude, I'm going to be on David Knight's show tomorrow. Talk gold and silver, and the monetary system, and Bitcoin, and the apocalypse. So, uh, and um, on to you're on Twitter and Instagram as well. I am at Tony Arterburn on both. Okay, so people can find you that way and keep track of every every appearance you're doing. So I'm playing. I'm playing this in honor of Tony. Yeah, America. Yeah, <laughs> I censored myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, thank you again, man, for coming on, man. It has been an absolute pleasure, and you are everything Billy Ray said you would be, and more. Yeah, thank Very you kind. so much for being here. We really appreciate. It. I really appreciate it. We appreciate. And it, I'm not. So. I'm not kidding. I'm going to text you, buddy. I'm going to probably ask you to come on again. If I can make next time you come on, Tony. Next time you come on, Tony, we'll have to have you discuss how Saddam Hussein kept Iran in check. Yes. Oh, I know that. I know why. Yeah, uh, we can do that. We can do. We can. We can talk a little. And, and then we got rid of. And then we'll also oh, talk about God. how yeah. Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik to um, take the world championship in 1994. There's something to that. That's a good one. There's something to that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate we you appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. God bless yeah, you, man. Tony. God bless you. Thank you. Take care. Take care, brother. See you soon. What a freaking awesome guest, man. Thank you so much. And I'm going <laughs> to knock him out here. Tony, I'm going to remove you right now, brother. You See can you just guys. hit the, the red button. Make sure you guys go check out Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto or Wise Wolf Gold and Silver.com. Yeah. Get uh, Wolfpack. You can get silver and gold shipped straight to your door. Okay, put, put that straight close to the computer. I want to see that. Yeah. I mean, let me make your gimmicks bigger because we know how small it is. Hold on. Well, you made me give you. There you go. My gimmicks. Are yeah, big you enough. made her gimmicks bigger. Well, her gimmicks are already <laughs> big. And, and by the way, I want to say hi to everybody. I didn't get a chance to say hi because we're trying to get as much 
in with Tony as possible because he had so oh, this is nice. much valuable information. So I want to say hi to all of you. And some of you were able to come and go before, uh, you know, but thank you for being here. Thank you for adding so many good questions. Hopefully they were answered, but we appreciate you being here. So it's nice to see so many of you in the chat. You're awesome. You guys are fucking great. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, 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 hi. Sorry. See, that was. <laughs> I love brilliant. you too. Mwah. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, honestly, guys, we probably could have had Tony on, uh, for like three hours straight. Oh my God, easily. And yeah. um, he, it was so fun hanging out with him in New York, like walking the streets and li listening to him talk about all the different things that he's been through, and just going into the nine eleven monument and him talking about some of the things that he saw and and how he felt during nine eleven and stuff like that. It was it was a lot of fun hanging out with uh, Billy Ray Valentine and him down in New York, like. Excellent dude. Tony's an excellent dude. My mommy yeah. made one hundred percent. My mommy made coffee. What did he, did she make you the coffee or did I make you the coffee? I don't remember. She made the Bustello. You made some Bustello too, but she oh, made the Bustello. Cafe Bustello. That's yes. right, Floridian she right there. Yes. Um it's so Cubano. he's getting ready, April. Huh? It's Cubano. <laughs> he's getting ready for Florida. Yeah. He's there getting you ready. Go. <laughs> I, I love it, man. Um, oh, we're getting, we're getting bits. We're getting bits here. April, you, you sent me some. Uh, you sent me a positive story out there. Oh wait, I, have I did send uh, you a positive story, and I, I also had a request for you guys. Please. Sorry, that was late. Yes, thank you. Bitties for titties. Oh, I also have a little positive thing here as well. Yeah. So my re my request involves you guys signing a petition. Um, I know nobody likes to sign a petition, myself included, mm -hmm. but there is one. If you go to exit the WHO.com, um, there is some information right there and it will fill you in on everything. But long story short, this is really important. If we do nothing, if this, if America does nothing by December 1st, um, they're going to implement is that it? <laughs> They're going to implement. Did you find it? Is this it right here? Hang on. Yeah, you can scroll down. So you can you can find the, the petition. So the WHO has crafted a pandemic treaty. It will give them the complete power over nations, member nations, to respond to any pandemic, whether it's real or created. And they will be able to establish all vaccine passports, global health surveillance. We will lose all auto autonomy of our own health. So if they tell you everybody has to be vaccinated, everybody has to take this medication, nobody can travel, everybody must be isolated, the WHO will be dictating everything unless we opt out. There is a very easy way for every country to opt out. All the country has to do is write a letter and say, based on this, we are going to, we, the United States of America, are going to opt out. Biden does not seem to have any interest in doing this. However, of course, if we get 100,000 signatures mm -hmm. on that petition, he has to pay attention to it. By law, they have to pay attention to it. So the fact, the problem is nobody's talking about it. Nobody's pushing it. Nobody's we, sharing it. The media is not mentioning any of this. Do we scan this gimmick here and we can sign the petition? Yeah, you can. And this guy's right looking now. for volunteers to help as well. So if you can if you can sign it, if you can share it to your Facebook page, your Instagram, your your Twitter, your, your X, your, your whatever, share it, push it, just do a little explanation. Hey, the deadline is December 1st. We have to get enough signatures on here. We do not want the WHO dictating 
everything in a pandemic. We saw what they did. So they said that there were no early treatments. They said that masks were integral. They said it was two weeks to flatten the curve. They said that HCQ and ivermectin didn't work. They said that everybody had to be ventilated. They said people were dying in droves and that mm. they're dying with COVID or from COVID, not with COVID. And then we found out all this stuff afterwards. So imagine if they screwed up that badly, like with everything that they did, how bad it could go the next time around. True. So I'm yeah, trying to, that one's important. I'm going to, I just, I feel like our government is going to do whatever they can to be a part of that and not, not up. They, they and, are. That's, and, that's, yeah. that's why we have to kind of push it and make enforce them. Before, so. before we jump into your adorable video that you sent me, I, I, I had one that kind of like, took me for a loop and, and I thought it was uh this is uh, just check this out and then let's briefly talk about this okay and let me share it I'm not going to give you any preface to it uh check this out because this this really hit me and I wanted to see what your thoughts are and I wanted to get okay. your, your opinions on this so let me just <laughs> share my screen here I don't know if you've seen this before let me just uh refresh yeah I'm not oh, I love this whatever that whatever crew they're, right, they're awesome all right you, you, uh, you talked right over it it's fine I'm used to it all right here we go let me just refresh it one more time. Here we go. Of course. How you guys want to pussy? Yeah. Or could it be that the men that only want pussy, the men that only want sex from women, is because that's all that the women have to offer? Because for me, if pussy's all you're offering, pussy's all I want. I agree with him. Oh, he. He he shuts a lot of these women up. If you ever watch this yeah, show, I agree with him. He is, yeah. yeah. So he has a lot of really good points on on how a lot of these new, yeah. new. If, if you have more to offer, the guy like men that. will appreciate that. Well, well it, so now here's the thing. The reason why I bought that is, you know, it goes the other way. And what do that I is, mean? Yeah. So oh, let's yeah. say what a what a man, right? A man that has tons of money, a man that's very successful, uh, maybe an older guy. And he's like, oh, I can't find any love because all they want is my money. Well, yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true, right? I've I've seen a study where they they looked at kids, like they looked at different age groups, right? Mm -hmm. And they looked at how much money a person made and at what age group they were, and if they were in a relationship. Okay, the younger you were, the less money you had, you were more likely to be in a relationship compared to being forty or thirty. And only making like fifteen to thirty thousand dollars a year, right? Mm -hmm. The the everyone that was over making over a hundred grand a year in their study, Ray, was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that just goes to show you that, and these are men that women only care if you're making a hundred thousand dollars or more. They don't care if you're young, you're old, or whatever. It no, looks like to this study, and and I, that's why it's great to have a. It's, it's great to have a woman's perspective as well to say this, but you see like as just this, and it's just a study, right? But mm -hmm. as the study, everyone that w that said that they made a, over a hundred grand a year, no matter what their age was all in a relationship. And mm -hmm. to piggyback on the whatever shows point, he's done an episode where he's asked all these women, he's like, what's your perfect guy? What's your perfect guy? And almost all of the women that they poll want a guy that's like six, three making all this money that's doing me. this, doing that, doing this. And it's literally 1% of the population. 
So a majority well, then, of women in the population have their eye for one, but it's usually right. these younger women, April. It's a lot of a guy could come back to a woman like that and say, well, my perfect woman is also five foot 10. She looks like a Barbie mm -hmm. doll. She has double D tits and the ass that is as hard as this wall. She can cook like a chef. My wife cooks like a chef and has nice tits. She can I'm have sorry. any discussion with me. She can talk to me about everything <laughs> from all current events. And she's funny as fuck. And my gets the best blowjob ever. I well, let me shut up. It's good though. It's real great. So that's about as realistic as, you know, what women are asking for too, right? A great blowjob? That is true. I have nice tits. So, I mean, what, what women, what, how many women can live up to that? But how much of that is to society putting all those pressures on both exactly. sides, right? Exactly. It's all society because, but that's what I like about the whatever, because he is trying to pull people back and be like, hey, your views are just as a little bit ridiculous yeah. as what you, the, this new era of feminism is trying to push on people. Well, I think that this new era of feminism has uh, basically convinced women to give up their power, their feminine power. They've convinced women that sex means nothing and that that's all they're reduced to is just their looks. Just put a bunch of stuff on Instagram and show, show your body and that's all you are. And by the way, any, any type of body is fine. Um, and they just basically have given away everything, whether it's sex or their power, they just have given it all away. They've got nothing left. So any woman that has been around for a little while knows that none of this is true. Men are not just interested in pussy because they can get that anywhere. Matter of fact, it's almost easier for them to stay home and jerk off. They have a million different toys now I like, I like and they don't have to deal with you, your bullshit, your drama, and they don't have to pay for anything by taking you out. So if they're actually making the effort to go out with you, they're probably looking for a little bit more than just pussy. We're going to end with April's little video, but we still have some time. So I wanted to tell you guys a story. Oh. Do you have time for a story? Before Wait, you... I wanted to point something out. Uh, somebody said that luckily pandemics only happen once every hundred years. Oh. And right. there's no <laughs> need for, to worry about anything. What about birth I just wanted, like the other I thing. just wanted to point out that the next pandemic could spring soon. It's predicted by the WHO from the U.S. meat supply. A new report finds the next global pandemic could come from the United States. That's a sobering message of a report from Harvard Law School and New York University. So, and you know what? Just, I, I just want you to know that because usually when they tell us what's coming, April, pay attention. This is also just like so that, that is why you need to Hold sign on. this. That's why you I, need to sign this petition. I got to jump in there. This is more pussification because they don't want us eating meat. I'm not even kidding. I think 100%. They don't 100%. want us getting, they don't want yeah. us being strong. That's, that, that is the way that they will get people to stop eating meat. They'll tell them that a pandemic's coming through the meat. Shit. That's how they'll Col get everybody vegetarian. Now, Colin will still eat his weed. They'll start making them eat bugs. How, yeah. many, how many pieces of that weed cheese did you eat during the show? It was like a whole yeah. It's not weed cheese. So, so super uh, HMG listener, Craig Thomas Horsley, uh, has his own a former veteran. It's a veteran owned company. Um, he smokes oh, his own I, meats and cheeses. I, I have and to, this is ooh, a Monterey Jack cheese that he smoked. And Yum. this is some habanero oh, beef jerky that he also smoked. And I, I got a couple pounds and I got two blocks of cheese. I think I got a habanero smoked uh, cheese in there as well. So I've been How snacking on this. How do we order We need, we need people to sponsor time. this show. That How do we order like, uh, like does these. So he does these in small batches. I think he cooks maybe two or three times a year. Um, so check out TNH Barbecue. 
um, on on Facebook, I think, or if you just Google search TNH Barbecue, he's it's very he's small business. He just started this stuff maybe in the last year or so. Um, I got to taste taste test some of the product. It's excellent, and and then of course I bought this. I did not. This is not. I Colin paid his hard earned dollars uh, for this. Colin, uh, one, one second, Colin. One second. One second. It's delicious though. Like you Hold can on. smell the smoke on it. Oh my gosh. Okay, Colin. he's gonna lose his head. And shit, if you don't shut up. Go one on. second. Is there any way? First, I have to apologize to Craigie because I had highlighted one of his comments. It was a long question or a long statement because he also served in the military. Now I, I lost it like an idiot. I wanted to bring it up to Tony. Yeah, he was asking Tony about something. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry because, you know, we were limited in what we can do and what we can ask and things that we can bring up to, to Tony. So I apologize. Now, is there a way that you can directly hook up April with Craigie H so that we can, you know, Maybe help him do some business, you know, uh, test taste. Oh, test. for sure. Yeah, yeah. We can find him on Facebook. I can I can put a little messenger together and introduce. Uh, actually, if I wasn't on my phone, I could do it right now. I could just, okay. we could hook him up on Facebook together. Let's get oh, that he, done. He was asking what time yeah. frame um, Tony had boots on the ground over there. He said he was on the USS Theodore yeah. Roosevelt during the OEF, providing air support with the F-18s. He mm-hmm. worked on the high-power radar and always saw the F-18s leaving the carrier with bombs, uh, landing later with no bombs. He was hoping fixing that one component of the aircraft helped save Americans and allies' lives during that time of September 2009 to April 2010. Yeah, so I apologize to Craig Gates. Can I tell you guys a quick story? Yes. And it's it's kind of like, uh, and there's there's kind of, I want to hear what you guys think about this. So I'm going to tell it really quickly because I memorized it by, by, so there was a man, right? And he was sitting with his wife and he noticed that his wife was cooking a ham, right? And when she was cooking the ham, she cuts the end off the ham and she puts it in the oven. Now he asked his wife, he says, babe, why do you always cut the end off the the ham? And she goes, well, uh, my mother always did it. So I do it. So he goes, do me a favor, call your mom and ask her why she always cuts the end off the ham. So they call the mom and the mom goes, um, she says, hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, why, mom, why did you cut the end off the ham all the time before you cooked it? And she goes, well, I, I really don't know. My mother, your grandmother used to do it all the time. So I did it. So they said, you know what? We got to call, call grandma. <laughs> so grandma, right? They call her. She's like, hello. And she's all old and stuff and happy to hear from the mom. Why did you? Cut the end off the ham all the time when you put it in the oven. She goes, well, we had small ovens, so the <laughs> ham didn't fit. Didn't fit. <laughs> and societally, society, speaking for society, this is how we are. We, we do things. But we've just always done it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. We've always done it that way. Or we emulate what's going on. And this is my message to the young people and the children out there. Children are watching what we're doing right now. Our children, our kids, our babies, they're watching exactly what we're doing. And much like generations before, they're not they're going to keep doing craziness and not know why they're doing it. This is why these kids are running in, robbing stores, acting like assholes to police officers, not respecting authority, not respecting the military. That was a cute little story, but that story is deep as hell. It is. Be careful what you do in front of your children, in front of young people, because they will copy, they will emulate, and they will have no idea why they do it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You have anything before I play your cute little adorable? Where the hell's Colin? I I do. I don't know. He ducked out for a second. Maybe he's pooping. 
No, I'm uh, still here. I'm, uh, okay. I'm, I'm working on some stuff behind the scenes. You guys I here. do. I watched Coco. You did? Oh, my think? God. I loved it. And I cried. I cried at the end. Coco was, was awesome, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I love it. Mama, such a good movie. Mama Coco. Who's your yeah. friend? Who loves you, huh? April? I know you love me. Brother, so. Let me tell you something, brother. Tayama. <laughs> I, I knew. See, that, that movie is absolutely all heart. Oh, the us, visual. Beautiful. The so story. Good. And the swerve at the end. I just didn't expect that. I was like, I, knew was, love, I it. love a good swerve. It got you. I love it got a good you. swerve. Yeah. I'll totally you. watch that again. I would watch that you. again. Man, I, I didn't, re- I, you know, I, I love animated that. movies, though. Just real quick, I don't know if you were people. When Tony kept pointing, he had like 24 inch pythons, brother. Did he? Do you notice those things? No, but he, you know what? When you said he's a power lift, a bodybuilder, yeah. I, I, I 100% appreciate that. Bro, let me tell you, he was, he was <laughs> doing this in the military there. too. There's discipline. Yeah. But look, he, discipline. He, he was doing this and I thought it was his leg. I was like, how is he getting his leg above his shoulder? And it was his arm. So big. All right. So I'm going to play. I can't play the music. The, AB Twitch, Alex, I'm talking about the movie Coco. It's a Pixar film. It's a, it's animated. What? Why? It's, it's about, it's a day of the dead. It's a, it's a story based on the legend of the day of the dead, the sugar skulls. And it's about how not to let uh, and family. It's about family. It's about not forgetting the, the your loved ones in the past. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's a beautiful, beautiful yeah, it's a really story. Great so story. happy you watched it, April. So yeah. I'm so I uh, feel good, right? Yeah. Ah see, I April love loves it. me more than yeah. Colin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't say that. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was, I'm gonna play this. I was Ray, Ray, What's Ray, up, I was her first. Oh, you never up. forget your first. Well, you never forget your first, right? Uh, <laughs> both can suck it. So listen, I'm gonna play this little video. Unfortunately, I can't play the audio. So what I'm gonna do is I, I'm gonna I have. Didn't even know, think they needed audio. Well, yeah, I, I'm gonna have you describe it, April, for the uh, for the o- people listening on audio only. Okay? Is that do fair? Do I need? Does it need description? Well, yeah, for the people that just listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right. All right so all I'm right. gonna refresh it. I'm gonna refresh okay. it here. Let me just um. All right, we are time. we are about to see um a little oh. lady trying oh. to cross at a busy intersection. Mm-hmm. She has a walker, so she's uh not oh. doing super great. And All right. there's a lot of cars. Not the most mobile. I'm gonna no. tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play now. Here we go. We're refreshing okay. it. No music. Thank you. So these cars are just flying by her, and she's standing there, and she is not able to get moving. So she starts crossing and then a couple of cars stop for her and she's going at a snail's pace. So two, a guy gets out of his car, he stops and another guy joins him. They flank either side of her. One grabs her walker and takes it over to the side. Then they could both come back. They lift her up, carry her across four lanes, oh, four lane good. highway and put her down the other side. So, and then they, Aww. she gives them a hug. One of them hugged. The other guy goes running back, grabs her walker, drops it off. Meanwhile, the the, the roads stop. There's you know, crazy traffic. They run back over and jump into their car. So it's it's very human. Something we're not seeing enough of these days. So when so, you when you sent me this video, I was like, "Are those guys gonna beat her?" <laughs> like oh I was my waiting God, for you're some, horrible. They, they stole oh, her walker. That's what Ray's first thought. No, no I we were, poor lady. I think thing. so nice. These guys stopped and helped her. We've I been thought, so oh my, God, my heart April, melted. We've been so conditioned to see negative. This was just such no, a beautiful. Oh, look at the way he's running up to her. He's got nothing but good vibes going on. I know, but when you show me, I just saw the lady in the walk and a dude running up to her. I don't know. 
Okay. He's so used to seeing the stuff on the subway. She's, she's, like, she's like she's like 85, 90 years old. They both hug her. She's like a little old grandma. She's so sweet. I, I this yeah. this and I'm we're, like you. it looks like it's like not, you know, we're in a we're in a, a city here and yeah. Don't judge me, but I I literally like got like <laughs> No, you know what? People spend too much time dehumanizing others and it's nice to see something human for a change. Oh. And people actually care. So I love I love that. My heart melted. Well, it is eight thirty, April, and yeah. I guess uh, this was a nice, well. I, what do you think, Colin? You think we did okay with Tony? You think Tony will come back, or he's going to block me on? Oh, I Tony will definitely him. come. I loved him. He was yeah, so Tony. She's she's been on shows with Tony before. She's done stuff with him before. She's. I, mean, I, I never, I never, I never plug. saw. I don't think I ever like face to face with him. I think I was always like, yeah, uh, yeah. call in. So. So that's that uh, cool. yeah. He's going to come. Tony's awesome. well thank you you guys if you want to if you want to support us if you want if you really like us and you want to put a little money where your mouth is check us out on patreon patreon the a show you can watch the replays on uh where are we twitch.tv the a show you can come and see me i'm april hunter on twitter real april hunter and yes we are all peck flexing for you where are you guys going to be oh uh, well, you can follow me on social media everywhere at Big Ray Hernandez. Hey, listen, uh, every single day. Uh, so I went back on TikTok. I said, let me stop doing the politics thing. Let me stop doing all the negative shit. You know what? I'm just going to do what I do. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna do two minute, You're three minute videos on wrestling. Just ah. my opinion on wrestling memories. And I do this thing every Friday with my favorite finishing move Friday. Um, check it out. Check out my TikToks. I also put the same videos on Instagram. So follow me at Big Ray Hernandez. And go ahead, Colin. What are you laughing at? How many? How many of your finishing move Fridays have been Ron Jeremy? Oh, you're an idiot. oh ouch! You are you are a fucking idiot, uh, Colin. <laughs> Colin, put it over your social media, you prick. That's pretty funny though. All right, you can find me at Colin Weissog on Twitter or on the X. Sorry, hang on, wait. I got to do the, the proper. We got to. I, I the hate X. the name X. I hate X. <clears throat> All I can think of is you get X and then '90s extreme everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my and, right, Alex. Because my pack force is a hundred times better. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, hold on. Yeah, it's it's always Ooh, better yes. than all of ours. You're the ultimate. You're the world champion in peg flexing. <laughs> Big ass titties. <laughs> all right, guys. I guess we're out of here. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please share this video, especially the replay. Yes. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Instagram. Share fucking segments on on yes, TikTok. Please do. Uh, go anywhere. I don't care. Just fucking share it. Just tell yeah. everybody about it. Go please, to the yeah, top like of your house and, and scream. Be like, hey, we love the A show. The A show is the best. We love April's titties. They're huge. <laughs> and she we showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We will see you next Wednesday live, and we appreciate you. Yeah, we'll see you Wednesday. We love you guys. Peace. Stop eating that weed cheese, Colin. It was so much cooler to say Delicious. see you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. You, you freaking. <laughs> yeah. It's just so good. <laughs>